your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, a report recently published by a Dáil committee called for the abolition of the system that allows for student exemptions from Irish. It's thought the process of giving students exemptions makes the Irish language look less approachable for students in some people's view. And I'm joined now by Donald Ewing, Head of Policy at the Dyslexia Association of Ireland, Gail Gore, Sean Omwell Caron, and in studio by Limerick mum Karen Foley. And you're all very welcome to the show this Friday morning. Karen, tell me about your experience getting an exemption for, I think, your two daughters. Is that right? Yes, I have three children and two of them, my daughters, both have severe dyslexia. Um, My eldest daughter is currently in secondary school and she got diagnosed in sixth class in primary school. And my youngest daughter, um, she is still in primary school, obviously, but she got diagnosed when she was in third class with severe dyslexia. So, um, you know, the children, like they, when they're in primary school, they're struggling. They're struggling across the board. They're struggling with English, reading, writing. And, and it's not just that, it's kind of the processing and understanding what's going in, what's going on in class. And, um, they might be able to read to a certain degree and then it's comprehending it. They're putting so much effort into, into the reading. Um, so when it comes to home time and homework, you know, when they're trying to do everything, it was quite stressful. They'd be upset. So, um, the teachers, you know, I had really good experience in our primary school. The teacher highlighted with my, my eldest daughter. Which primary school is that? Um, it's in East Clare, it's I Killaloo. <laughs> and, um, she um, suggested getting an, an assessment with um, an educational psychologist and um, we got that assessment and she came back with, with dyslexia and the Dyslexia Association of Ireland would explain about the percentiles better than me but like literally they, they're scored very low in a number of them which is was in, indicative of um, you know um, struggling with, with reading and writing um, but like it, it's incredible how young children mask what they have. They look really efficient in class. They don't look like they're struggling, but they really, really are. And I suppose number one, it's as a parent, it's their mental health, their well-being is so important. And then number two, with with um, an Irish exemption, it's so important that they can access and learn other parts of the curriculum as well. How does the exemption work then uh, after the diagnosis? Okay, so once they get the ex- um, the diagnosis, then in, in our case, um, it was recommended. It has to be recommended on the report and the psychological report. And um, and then the, the principal has to grant the exemption and the principal signs it and we sign it. And um, and then they have have the exemption essentially, and that carries through then to secondary school. And but like you have to remember, it's only an exemption for Irish. It's not for for a foreign language. Um, the reports uh, stated because my girls had severe dyslexia, dyslexia that um, that it was a parent's choice whether they wanted to do um, a second language in in secondary school. But as I said, we had a fantastic school, and the, and the teacher said, "Look, Eva, my eldest daughter going into secondary school said she will not be able to manage." Um, doing a second language so we had to request from our secondary school that IFA does not do um, 
uh, a foreign language, basically. So just explain that a little bit more then about yeah. the difference between Irish exemptions and, and then a, a second language, and by that you mean a foreign language. Yeah, yes. so, so you don't get an exemption for for like French or German for your second language in, in secondary school. You have to request it separate so you don't get an automatic exemption. Right. Yeah. Um, how important was it in your view that the diagnosis happened uh, when it did uh, and has it been beneficial overall? Oh, it is absolutely beneficial. And like like little children when they're grown up, they don't know what's wrong. They know they're different from everybody in their class. They are struggling from probably senior infants up, not knowing what they have. And, you know, they they think they're stupid and they call themselves dumb and all that. So obviously it's really important that they know and understand how how they learn and um, that they can, you know, manage it um, going forward to their best ability. What's your reaction then to this dull committee calling for the abolition of the system that allows for student exemptions from the Irish language? It's concerning. And I mean, obviously, my children are okay. They have their exemption, but I would be very concerned for other children coming up through primary school. You know, and teachers in the primary schools and secondary schools, they do their best, but they're just not resourced at the moment to help children with dyslexia, you know, with with the, the current issues that they have, let alone teach them Irish on top of that. Nice. Mm. Uh, we're talking to Limerick mum Karen Foley and Gwelgor Sean Omel Caron is also uh, with us. Uh, good morning to you, Sean. Hi, Joe, how are you doing? What is your response to um, Karen's point and also what the Dáil Committee has said? Um, well, I think it, it, it's not so straightforward and, you know, um, everyone has their own experiences with these kind of things. I, I think the exemption for Gwelgor is probably very useful in certain cases. I think certain people probably need that to be able to focus on their other subjects. And it's the same for other languages as well. I, it's interesting that the exemption applies for Gwega straight away and not for other foreign languages. Um, probably shows the, the importance we put on the Irish language in, in the school system. But I suppose it, it's definitely a case-to-case basis. I, I, I do probably think that the exemption should, should still exist if people really feel that it's needed or that, you know, trying to learn Gwelga or another language would be holding, you know, their their education back, I suppose, in a way, you know? Right. Um, and are you aware of other types of exemptions from the Irish language? Uh, and what would you think of those, Sean? In terms of the types of exemptions, which, what do you mean, though? Well, I mean, we're talking about one here in the context of dyslexia, but it's not the only exemption from the Irish language, is it? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, to be honest. Is it, is it? Well, my understanding is it's not. Um, okay. well, I suppose when there's the, psycholo- the educational psychologist does a report, there's different learning difficulties that children have. So there could be like dyspraxia or there could be dyscalculia or could be dyslexia and, and other different learning disabilities out there. I'm, I'm not really sure. Right. Uh, Donald Ewing, Head of Policy at the Dyslexia Association of Ireland. Maybe you can enlighten us, Donald, as to the range of exemptions that exist. Hi, Joe. Good morning. Um, Yes, the exemption is available for children who have a learning difficulty like dyslexia. It's also available for children who might have been outside of the state for all of primary school or maybe are returning to Ireland from abroad or our new citizens joining in post-primary. So there's a range of reasons. One of them is for children who have dyslexia. Mm. 
Uh, and I mean, just the, the point about forest, foreign language exemptions, Irish requires an exemption because it's a core or a compulsory subject right through to leaving, uh, leaving certificate, whereas a modern foreign language is not compulsory from the kind of from the department or the state. It's a decision that can be made at a school level. So there's no equivalent exemption for foreign language. Right. And are you concerned by this report from the Doyle Committee? Very much so. Um, we gave evidence to the committee and made the case about why an Irish exemption is so important for a small number of children with dyslexia. And I think that's the key point. I think, in a way, I don't know um, if many people would disagree with the idea that people who have severe dyslexia, that for, for them, this is a very reasonable adjustment. And that's actually what the law requires when it comes to children with disabilities or learning difficulties, reasonable adjustments. If you're, if you're not sure about that, I would urge you to just sit at a kitchen table for half an hour on a weekday afternoon with a child with severe dyslexia and look at the struggles that they sometimes face um, with spellings in one code, English, and then spellings in another code, Irish. Look at this difficulty of accessing any learning support in your local national school. Look at the absolute minority of support that's offered via Irish. Then you'll realise that this actually is something that is quite, quite reasonable. And we were very, very surprised with the quite bold recommendation from the committee um, and the irony of course is that many of our uh, parents who are dyslexic or have children with dyslexia couldn't access the full report because it was only made available in Irish and we have actually had and, to and can I ask translation you, Donald, ourselves. what do you think yeah. was driving the call from the committee? Well to maybe answer that question in the, in the inverse I don't think children with dyslexia was sufficiently driving the thinking of the committee. We made the, these points uh, when we appeared in the committee last year, but I just don't understand why someone who really understands what dyslexia is and how it can affect... I mean, Karen was talking about stress, upset, mental health, well-being. Are we really still in 2024 not putting enough priority on our young people in regards well, well, to... Well, do things? you think that their worry was the dilution of the importance of the Irish language? Well, I think, I think you, um, I mean, at Dyslexia Association of Ireland, we're very multi-language. We're, we're very pro-multi-language. But when dyslexia comes along, you have to see things in a slightly different um, approach. You have to apply a different lens. It would be the same if it was a physical disability. We wouldn't assume everyone who, who had a different ability and in terms of physical or gross motor movement should do exactly the same sports as everybody else without any choice or without any dispensation. And sometimes dyslexia, because it's sometimes portrayed as a hidden disability, you can't see a dyslexic person walking down the street. That, I think, leads to that sort of benign ignorance. And actually, some of the commentary that has been around this, that people are playing the system or game-playing, I would ask for apologies for anyone who said that on air or in social media, because it's deeply, deeply offensive to people who, for whom dyslexia is a very significant and very impactful part of their life. Well, well, I can see you're nodding there in front of me, Karen. Yeah, it's it's very disappointing to hear that kind of commentary because, um, you know, there probably is still a stigma and people make assumptions about dyslexia that maybe if they tried harder and, you know, but that's not the case. And it's really important that and my children say to me that, you know, once somebody understands, it makes such a difference to them. And that's all they want is an understanding. And Sean, can I just come back to you? So you've heard there about some of the other exemptions, as Donald pointed out, uh, for um, Irish. Uh, what do you think? 
Well, I, I still agree that if, if uh, learning the Irish language is going to hold a student back in school in general or cause them undue stress or worry, then they, they shouldn't be made to do it. I, I believe an exemption should exist. I don't think... Um, I don't think it's a bad thing in a case where it's necessary, you know. And, and more generally then, these comments by the broadcaster Ivan Yates, we had him on the show in a different context a few weeks ago actually, um, calling the Irish language redundant. What would you say about that? Well, he's entirely wrong, isn't he? I mean, the Irish language is alive and thriving, you know, going from strength to strength for the last couple of years now, pushing um, for international recognition. You know, look at the, the success on Colleen Kuhn, Kneecaps, latest film at Sundance Film Festival. Uh, in terms of movies and stuff, the Irish language is becoming a lot more visible in our day-to-day lives with the recent um, government laws in, return, in regards to advertising. You know, we hear a lot more on the radio and TV now. It's, it's coming more common. There's a huge room on social media um, to get people back speaking Irish again. Like it, it, the Irish language has probably never been more alive for hundreds of years, so... I mean, it's just entirely not true, is it? And do you think it's important, Sean, um, taking the caveats that you agree with, you know, certain exemptions, that the Irish language remains compulsory and at the heart of Irish primary and secondary school education? I agree absolutely that we need to be learning Irish in school. Like, you know, the Irish language is it's part of us, it's part of who we are as a country and as a people. I myself personally don't agree with the I hate, I hate the phrase the way it's taught in school that's a bit of a, a cop out people use to excuse you know like the, the, the reason they left behind it, it's the way it's examined it's the way it has to be taught is the way I look at it you know what I mean for me the Irish language the school subject as opposed to the actual living language they're two very different things like when we go into school and you have to learn off your prose and poetry and all this kind of stuff that we do in English when People, if our people in Ireland, young people in Ireland, don't have the same level of quality that they have English, I don't think that's fair. I much prefer to see a subject with a more of a focus on listening and speaking, put it in real life context as a conversational language, and then have as a, an extra optional subject where you can do your literature, your prose, your poetry um, as an optional subject. Right, yeah, right. applied well, if you want. Yeah, yeah, um, and and Karen, um, one other general point. I suppose you would urge parents that if they have any sense that their children might be struggling and it could be dyslexia, that they need to get it checked out because the earlier you do, the better the outcome. Isn't that absolutely true? That's absolutely true, Joe. And thanks for raising that point because. You know, children, the signs were there all along for me. And yet my daughter reached sixth class without knowing and she was struggling all along. So if you have any doubt at all, I would just say look into it, investigate it, talk to your resource teacher about the possibility that that they could have dyslexia and maybe get an assessment to know. Because if they're struggling, they're really going to feel it. You're going to see them at home doing their homework in particular. You're going to um, feel their feel how hard it is for them. And um, you, and I think you have to remember as well that, that children at school, they have to work two or three times harder. So the other indicator is they're very tired come the evening time. Are there really good ways of helping them once they are diagnosed? Yeah, I mean, it's talking about it, it's about communicating about it. Um, uh, you know, us as a parents learning about it to understand it as well. And... Um, And then there's all these fantastic techniques out there that they can learn, you know, that they can learn visually and the resource teachers are fantastic there and they'll they'll help them out. 
So, yeah, but once they know that's so important and they get an understanding from there. Okay, fantastic. Well, listen, thank you very much for talking to us about all of that this morning. I think it's a really important message uh, to get out to people in general too. Uh, that's Karen Foley, uh, who's with me in the studio. Great to chat to Sean O'Mail Haran and Donald Ewing. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live.